Welcome back, everybody, to the Voices for Blogging podcast, where we have faces for radio and voices for blogging. You can find our podcast on the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, and now Google Play. Is that correct, Roycey? We on is, Google Play that now? Is, that is correct. We're on Google Podcasts. Cool. Big time. Google Podcasts. We hit the big time. Um, We're covering all the bases now. That is huge. Uh, you can also follow us on our Instagram page, Voices for Blogging. We appreciate the follow. Uh, on there, you will see our NFL picks for the week and, uh, and, and, and some other information we just kind of come across over the week. Um, with that, I'm excited to announce that this episode is the episode where I am going to start my first Bitcoin trading account. Let's do it. So excited, Royce. <laughs> you sure you want to buy Bitcoin right now, though? <laughs> um, I don't think I'm going to buy Bitcoin. I'm pretty sure I'm going to Ethereum, and we'll kind of see from there. Yeah, no, I mean, the only reason why I was saying that is that uh, there's been a big run-up in both Bitcoin and Ethereum over the last like week or two, right? So right. Uh, maybe even last week, Ethereum was, maybe like, I want to say, like 380, and now it's up to right. like 450, 460 right. uh, as of right now and even bitcoin too was i think was around 15 now it's over 16 it hit, hit over 16 again and yeah you know I, i'm usually not a guy that likes to chase uh any kind of assets uh but at some point in time you just got to kind of get i feel like i just got to get in the game kind of just nibble my way in you know cost average my way in and just kind of see where it goes you know you're never going to pick the very bottom of anything and Right now, I think I think there's a flight to safety for the next six months at least, where people are processing, you know, our all-time all numbers in uh, COVID cases. So we'll just kind of see where it goes, and it's a lot of what we talked about in our previous episodes with with Ken, and uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to to kind of get this started and uh, get this account started and pull off my first trade. So with right. that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go go on to the Gemini.com account. That's correct, right? That's where I want to be. That is that is correct. That's actually started by the Winklevosses. Uh, so I don't know how familiar you are with the whole Facebook story, or mm -hmm. how familiar listeners are with the full Facebook story. But the Win Win the Winklevoss twins are the ones who commissioned Mark Zuckerberg to build them a website, mm -hmm. and they assume basically that. Zuckerberg took that idea and it eventually became Facebook and they ended up suing him. Uh, they actually won a judgment for a significant uh, or a pretty large amount of money. They actually took that judgment and put it all into Bitcoin. So that was a pretty big. Oh, big so that, in turn, that all worked out fantastic. They're, they're doing okay. They're doing, <laughs> they're doing just okay. fine. They're doing just they're, fine. Let's yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's, and I have to believe that's why the exchange is called Gemini, right? It's twins. Correct. I, I, I would imagine that would be the case. Yeah, so yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. I was, no, I was just going to say that they're, they're really big, you know, proponents of Bitcoin cryptocurrency. Uh, they've obviously put a lot of money into it. And they actually supported, I mean, I don't think anything happened with it, but they actually supported uh, a Bitcoin ETF uh, as well with the SEC. Really? Yeah. There, there were actually a number of applications for ETFs with the SEC over the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, they were one that sponsored one of them. 
Man, what do you think their what do you think their cost is uh their cost basis is in their, in their bitcoin oh they probably i mean they definitely got in sub 1000 oh my lord yeah um a 16 fold i have to imagine yeah they probably I'm, wow. I'm i'm guessing that they probably got in somewhere like in the hundreds some like somewhere around there wow oh they got wait did you think they got in in the hundreds not the thousand not the thousands, yeah, they got it in the hundreds for sure. Wow, that's uh, they're, they're doing okay. I think they might be okay with the whole uh, Facebook thing now. They might be over it by now. I think they I, might be over it. Yeah, <laughs> do you think? Do you think they com- completely divested themselves out of Facebook, or do you think they held on to shares and just let it ride despite being upset at Zuckerberg? I don't, you know, I don't know exactly what the judgment was. Whether it was like a stock that they got from the judgment or whether they got actual like cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever it was, yeah, they, they used it all and turned it into Bitcoin. And so they did, they did use it all into Bitcoin. So yeah. They're, 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 that's, yeah. At least that's the story. I mean, maybe they didn't use all of it, but I think majority of it. Maybe one day we'll have to ask the Wingo bosses themselves on this show. Oh, oh yeah. We'll totally get them <laughs> on the show. 100%. <laughs> Hundred percent, one hundred percent. All right, so I'm setting up my account now. It's the typical type of setup, uh, asking me for phone numbers and phone numbers and all these kind of things, you know, username and all that and all such. So I thought it was interesting kinda, that they asked you to designate your location. Yeah, well, Hawaii Hawaii had been kind of really being been really conservative about allowing us to use or to trade any kind of cryptocurrency uh i believe coinbase tried to kind of come in at one point in time and you know they were basically booted out of the state they they weren't allowed to uh, operate anymore and so right now i'm only allowed to do this because it's some kind of temporary um project you know of the state that they're allowing us to cryptocurrency i don't know how they're gonna make us shut it down if they decide they want to move but um you would you would hope it's just one of those things where kind of classic hawaii takes a little while to catch up to things that are going around the world we're usually a little slower to adopt things as a whole so yeah that's um, that's that's hawaii yeah that you know you and i are born and raised here so fortunately uh, of the many fantastic things about being born and raised here that this is one of those things that is in the most, you know, is is in the highlights. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's like anything else. There's there's pros and cons. There's trade offs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can have sunshine and great weather, but <laughs> you gotta accept a little mm-hmm. being a little behind the times. On yeah, it, it is what it is. So it looks like my choices to kind of fund this account are I can use something called Plaid. Do you know what Plaid is? Uh, plaid, I think it's, it's from, I think it's like Stripe. Uh, basically you can use, it's just a payment platform where you can use like your card or you can plug in a, I'm sure you can plug in a bank account to, uh, instantly transfer your funds. Mm-hmm. So if you want to fund your account that way, you, you know, you could do it, I guess. But, um, I would just set up like a bank account and move yeah. your money in there. Yeah. Right. Either that or you can do a wire, but you have to go down to your bank typically to do that. Yeah. So this looks like some pretty pretty standard stuff here. I gotta verify my identity when I get on this page. 
So they're asking for something like my driver's license or my passport. Yeah, that's uh, that's a government requirement or a Fed requirement. It's called KYC, which is basically you have to know your customer. That that's, that seems pretty logical, huh? Yeah, you get you get your information so that they know who you are, what funds, where your funds are 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 going. You know, part of it is obviously used to identify the people that are on like you know blacklists for you know potential like terrorist support and things like that. Uh, any yeah, a lot of every bank has to do has to do that, or any uh, I think financial institution has to do that. So right now they're giving me the option when I'm taking a picture uh, to take pictures of my IDs to actually switch my sign-in process, my sign-up process to my phone. It's kind of interesting. So they're trying. They make it looks like they're really thinking about how to make this as easy as possible for the user where I don't have to try and search for a file or anything like that. It seems pretty straightforward here. I think that's new. Yeah. So right now I got to take a picture of the front and the back. The challenge with these pictures though, right? I always find with all these services is if there's a little bit of a glare. They don't, they don't recognize the ID very well. So let's see if I get lucky and everything works out the way it's supposed to. Uh, I took a picture of both of them upside down. Apparently, apparently, I hold my ca- I hold my camera in the wrong position, but we'll see if that matters. Oh, glare detected. All right, well, redo. Here we go. So now I guess I should just take a dark picture and see if that helps. Yeah, maybe turn if the lights are shining directly on it. Maybe try to like put it in the shadow or something. Your I think your phone's camera is good enough nowadays where it can adjust, right? Right. So it took the uh, obviously it took the front part of my ID fine. Because it just stopped me. Glare detected. Are you kidding me? Or you do? Yeah, this is probably the best part of where this is probably not a good thing to do on radio because no one can see what we're doing. But what are you they doing? Can, they can hear the struggle. You know, there's probably apparently probably with glare on on these photos that I, I keep taking of the back of my license. They can feel the struggle right now. <laughs> it, you can you can feel the tension that's building in me right now yeah. but this is kind of why we want to share this with everybody because this is a process that you know this is this is different from signing up for a stock account or anything like that because you know this is kind of for for me kind of new territory you know i'm super comfortable with stocks and trading options and those type of things of course open opening bank accounts and all that kind of stuff this is this is a whole new platform trading something that's just you know not something i'm used to so hopefully this is going to be helpful to some people take away some of the fear of signing up for something like this on an exchange that quite frankly i believe i see this exchange i I believe gemini also works in the options market so it does make me if, if it is the same gemini that i see in the options market does make me feel better about the legitimacy of, of the whole process what do you think about that uh i mean gemini is definitely uh legitimate um, i think they have a license in new york they were one of actually the first exchanges is to get a license to be able to trade cryptocurrency so that's definitely one of the more reputable cryptocurrency exchanges for sure so it looks like we're getting closer and closer i just got a message on my screen that says as you can see welcome aboard stephen lee now they just want my money. Add your funding source. Add funding source. So I'm going to click that. So the way I'm going to add the funding source is I am going to manually link a bank account to this account. So I've already verified my identity. So this is a little confusing here. Yeah. You see what I'm seeing here? Yeah. Like that. We just went through that whole process. 
Oh, you know what? It has to, it's pending. That's why. Oh, so okay. For some of the ID verification stuff, they have a system behind it that uses technology to analyze your license and kind of do some checks. But I think ultimately there's a human person behind it that does some last validations and things like that. So usually it has to be reviewed by actual person. And that's what we're waiting for. Try doing the try doing the automated one, the plaid one. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious about that. Okay, let me check that out. Yeah. Okay. So Gen Gemini uses plaid to retrieve your data to offer these services. So it asks for our contact details. Mm-hmm. All right, we're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna explore this. Okay. So it's asking for my bank. So I'm gonna type in my local bank here. I wonder if they have it. They might not. Uh, my guess is my local bank here is not super big so my guess is they're not on here so my bank's not on there so i guess this would have been the faster way to do it huh if i if my account were on another bank um that was on this list with plaid i would be able to yeah i think that just helps. That yeah probably what ha- what that does is it allows you to uh go in and log into your account at your bank from mm-hmm. there and then correct you log in then yeah it's basically connected correct and then the third option here is they're asking, apparently I could start with something as simple as a debit card. You can. That's crazy. That's pretty straightforward and simple. Just can't use a credit card. So it, it would seem that that's probably the, the, might be the fastest way to go actually, right? Yeah, I think it is. If it allows process. you to do that without having the verification, then. No verification, no nothing. You can just go straight in with a debit card. So being the guy that I am that never uses ATMs, I don't have a credit. I don't have a debit card. What? I don't, I don't, I don't use ATMs. I don't, I, I have no need for a debit card. What you happens know, when you, you go to Vegas? You take out money from the bank beforehand? Well, you know, I have ways. Don't, don't divulge your secrets. I have ways to get cash. <laughs> don't be worrying. Don't be worrying about my, my, my way I get funding. I actually have two bank accounts. <laughs> You have one gambling bank account? Sometimes, no, like, sometimes you need to go over your 24-hour limit. So I think what, what's going to happen here is, for me, uh, we're going we're gonna to pause this process, and we're actually going to have to continue this recording another day because what will happen is I'll see how long it takes for them to verify my identity. If they take longer than a day, I'll go, I'll, go down to, I'll go down to my bank and just get a debit card. So... Uh, I can kind of take my, I can take us through this process of just seeing how fast it is to the debit card. Cause from what I'm seeing right now, the debit card might be the fastest way to get going here. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it, it might be. So another moment for us to hopefully uh, educate the people listening, uh, our whole varying crowd of somewhere between six to 17 of you <laughs> <laughs> or, or less <laughs> or less or two. Yeah. That, you know, it looks like going through this process so far, having your debit card ready to transfer money into this account looks like the easiest, fastest way to get this done. Yeah, I think if you want to jump on immediately, mm-hmm. doing that, um, or, you know, we'll see what happens when you're able to link a, a bank account. If you have a bank account that's supported that you can link quickly. To Plaid. To Plaid yeah, you that might, could probably be just as fast. It might be just as fast, yeah. Right. So definitely the way that most people would probably feel most comfortable with would be trying to get their bank account on here. That definitely seems to be the slowest way. 
the message I got from Gemini was that they have had they have so many applications to get started that it might take some time for them to verify my identity. So with that, we're going to leave that there and we'll come back to this application and continue to show at that point. Awesome. We'll snap our fingers and it'll be enough time later for you to just go immediately into deposit. Through the magic of podcasting, you guys will not feel any delay <laughs> that I'm going to feel as I'm anxiously waiting to kind of start my account. Okay, Royce, I've been, uh, I've been searching yeah. the site. Been searching the site for the last few minutes and it definitely looks like that verification thing that I clicked on to verify my account so I can ACH some money in to my Gemini account. That's going to take a while. Um, but there seems to be an option here where I can uh, put in a debit card uh, and use that to pay right away. Do it. So, there's, there's, no, uh, uh, there's no credit card option because that's the uh, that's a great way to gamble right there. I mean, that, that sounds like a perfect gateway to screwing yourself up. So, <laughs> um, so what I did was I, uh, I clicked on the icon to say add a funding source. And then there's a thing that says the fastest way to get trading is to add a bank or a debit card. So I'm going to click that. All right. There again, they remind me that this is the fastest way to go. Again, fastest way to self-destruct, I guess. And it tells me again that I have the option here to do ACH, but uh, the message I got is that due to high volume, this is going to take a while. So I'm not guessing I'm going to hear back from Gemini for days, if not weeks. So I'm going to click on debit card and ask me what currency I want to put in, uh, trade in. I'm going to trade in US dollars, uh, billing address. I, I type all that in. Uh, after I type in the billing address, it's asking for my account information. Okay, so I'm gonna type that in now. And now it's saying it's going to verify my account by putting in, you know, those, those pesky little uh, temporary deposits into your bank account. Oh yeah. Uh, so I gotta go now log into my account here and uh, get to see those two small amounts. Wait a little bit, that stuff never happens simultaneously. Um, no. Hey, when you trade, Royce, do you have to wait a while before you can trade again? Or is this like stocks and options where you can trade as much and as fast as you want? Uh, you can trade as much as, as fast as you want. The nice thing about the crypto market is that it's 24-7. The bad thing about the crypto market is that it's 24-7. So <laughs> you, can go to bed, you can go to bed one night and wake up and be down mm -hmm. you know, 10 mm -hmm. $50, $100. Yep. When yep. you be you sleeping, also, you can also wake up. Mm -hmm. Yep. $100. Okay. So I just verified my account. Uh, and Ethereum today is right about that 480 or so range, about uh, 485 or so. So, uh, you know, this is a good practice in discipline trading. I'm, since I'm only buying, uh, looks like I have a limit to only spend $500 on my first purchase with my debit card. So I guess I'm just buying one. Uh, so I'm being through. Yeah, $500 apparently is all they're gonna let me use on a debit card to buy Ethereum. So on their crypto market page, uh, there's Ethereum is the second one. There's a view details button. I'll click that. Um, and here it is, here's my menu. 
asking me if I want to buy, I'm going to click buy, how often, once, uh, and then how much money I want to use. And 500 is my highest option. Uh, I'm not allowed to do more than that. So let me put 500 in there. Uh, there's a button to say review order. Okay. Looks like my transaction fee is $2.99 to make a trade. That doesn't seem too bad. That's not bad. Actually, uh, if you go and buy your crypto on Coinbase uh, on the non-pro version, your fees are typically a lot higher. No way. So, so this, this seems like a good place to start then. Now it says select the payment method. Uh, and there's my debit card there. So I'll click on that. Oh, now here's a message that says I might not be able to buy another, make another trade for at least 24 hours. So there seems to be limitations with this uh, debit card method, but it does get me in the game. Gets you so, in the game, man. That's what you want to do. You want to get your foot in the door. Get my foot in the door. All right, here you go. I'm going to place this order and holy cow, just like that. I got my first ever position in cryptocurrency. Awesome. Uh, and because I only could put $500, a $500 trade in, uh, oh, I had to pay a 3.5% fee on that because I used my debit card. So uh, almost like using a credit card, I had to pay the fee for the debit card. So three point, I got charged 3.5%. So I, so I actually don't have one full uh, coin of Ethereum. I have 0 0.99151 of one Ethereum. That's close um, enough. By tomorrow, by tomorrow, it'll be like $500. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you think. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, this is what's interesting about uh, crypto. Like you never have to buy in holes. You can buy fractional. You can buy in slices, however many I want. I could just put 200, by looking at this, I could buy just $200 worth of Bitcoin if I wanted to. Yeah, you can definitely do that. So the interesting thing with the limits is that typically... If you, ver if you validate the information that you have, mm -hmm. uh, so right. maybe your social security or you validate your income, uh, I can't remember exactly what the, what the criteria is, but the further you go to verify right. that you're the individual and right. you have money and all that kind of stuff, your limit right. will change as well. So like right now you have a $500 gotcha. limit with your debit card, but if you provide them uh, more KYC information, typically your limits right. will get higher than that. Right. Uh, for gotcha. funding or, or purchase. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks like I don't have too much control over that right now because my uh, bank that I use isn't on Plaid. So I can't use Plaid to link my account, my bank account to my Gemini account. Um, so I just have to wait for them to let me know when they verified me. Cause I did, you know, Earlier in this episode, I did input all that information. So I guess it's a waiting game. Let's see how long I got to wait to put another order in because, you know, I, I kind of want to get my positions going. I, Ethereum looks like uh, both Ethereum and Bitcoin got some momentum behind it right now. And, you know, I want to kind of keep getting in the game. Like, uh, this is exciting, man. It's awesome, dude. I'm excited for you. Well, it's all because of you that you make me feel comfortable enough to even try this. Uh, <laughs> You know, we've been talking about this for years about me getting into crypto. And I, I remember, you know, like I remember when we had a chance to buy this Ethereum at 150 when we were talking about this in David Buster's. Remember we were having drinks at David Buster's? Yeah. Talking about this? It was 150. Yeah, was it was crazy. So it was I think it was about 150 and it and very quickly it became 600. And then that's when it went on its tear. 
you know, went on to tear up to 1400. Yeah. 2017 was a crazy, crazy time for crypto. In fact, in the beginning of the year, like late 2016, early 2017, I think Ethereum was around nine, $10. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the year, I think it went to its all time high of around 1300. Wow. So yeah, four, yeah, fourteen twenty, all time high, fourteen twenty. Yeah, if you had put in some money then, it was a it was a wild ride. Let's just say. I mean, that's that's a hell of an appreciation. You know, I'm looking at like the gain today. I mean, as of right now, it's up three and a half percent from the last twenty four hours. It feels like five hundred is a little bit of a level of resistance. You know, watch look at the chart a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, this this is I don't I am gonna guess this isn't much different than looking at charts in the stock market. No, it's like, the same you know, thing. You you know it looks like it was base. It looks like Ethereum has been base building since the middle of October to beginning of December, uh, beginning of November at about three eighty, and it's breaking out now. You know, it's three eighty on November fifth, and and today at, on November, you know, today is November eighteenth. You know, here we are at about 474. That's a hell of a run. Yeah. 90 points. If you click on the three-month chart, actually, it did touch 480 uh, maybe like two months ago. Okay. Yeah. You see that? So that so this is interesting, right? Because in the stock world, we would get a little concerned about this if it doesn't break through. This, become, this, this becomes in our amateur technician eyes a little bit of a double-top formation, which usually is not a good thing. Yeah. Meaning it, it tests it tests that higher level and it fails. And the last time this happened, this was at September, uh, what was that? August 31st is when it hit about 470. Uh, and that was the peak then. And it dropped pretty heavily oh, by September 6th. On September 6th, it dropped all the way down to, you know, 330. Yeah, I think we're down so to- that's, that's how volatile this stuff can get. It's very volatile. Okay, if you, the way that you explain it right now, it, it sounds bad, but to me, it's just a <laughs> it's just a normal everyday occurrence right. in crypto. Right, that's the thing, and that, that's where maybe it's a little bit different, than, you know, in the stock market because in, in these kind of moves, but you know, it's finding bottom. I guess we would say if you're looking at this three month chart, at that you know it hit its ultimate low in the short term in the last three months on September twenty third at 322 and then it made its way back up from there yeah. it hasn't looked it hasn't looked back since that that point in, in late september uh and here we are sitting at about you know 480 or so and some change uh or the 470s um uh, i mean it's it's interesting it's not too bad that one year chart looks fantastic though we stretched this chart out you know <laughs> one year ago one year ago we're looking at 181 dollars yeah. So 181 to 4 480ish, we'll say it's up 300 points. That's a 200 that's nearly a 200% change. That probably, yeah. you know, more than doubled your money. Way more than double. It's 200 it's more it's 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 god. It's probably about a 150 or 160 160%. Yeah. So take a look at the uh Bitcoin chart. <laughs> Do I really want to see that? Yeah, it's you going to make me it's gonna make that? me make me feel like I should have bought it at six thousand. <laughs> yeah, one year. Uh, within the last year, at, in March during the crisis, 
when the market was collapsing, the, the overall stock market and all the financial markets were collapsing. Bitcoin hit a low of 5305. That was in March. Yeah. Should've... In November, here you are sitting at about 18,000. Are you kidding me? I, I would love to have bought a little bit more. <laughs> uh, but you, you've been averaging yourself in over the last few years, right? You, ha- you haven't abandoned it, even though it's, it's such a popular coin. Uh, no, I mean, definitely. Like, uh, I actually bought a bunch when it was 3K. Like, I think uh-huh. uh, beginning, ending of 2018, beginning of 2019, I think. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's been a long, long road back since, mm-hmm. you know, the, the crash and crypto winter. Right. And right. only now that, you know, the market is really starting to feel like things are, you know, coming back, I guess, and, and normalizing. There's a lot of momentum, I think, behind, especially the big ones, Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum. Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of momentum behind them. Well, it's, it, it's just interesting. I mean, I, I'm looking at this one-year chart, and it looks like a very he- healthy chart. Uh, it looks like a really strong breakout from 10,000 to where we are now at 18,000. It's a real steep slope, you know, classic bottom left to upper right, you know, kind of look on the chart. Um where does it end you know is this a flight to safety is this people trusting this more than the stock market at some point in time or is it just mirroring the stock market uh i guess only time will tell yeah i mean there's there's a lot of people that predict a lot of different prices for bitcoin i know right now Mm -hmm. that the number of people selling is is very small compared to the number of people that are looking to to buy and i think that's what you're seeing in this big price appreciation, right? Just drying up. Now, what about the other the other ones? I remember when Litecoin did its quote unquote IPO. What are the IPOs called in a in the crypto world? Do they call I them see. IPOs? Like ICOs? I, yeah, initial coin offering. They don't really do it okay. anymore, just because mm-hmm. of the regulatory stuff, especially in the U.S. Actually, I, I should say that's mostly U.S. that they don't really do ICOs because of the regulation. Uh-huh. Um, but there also hasn't been as many big launches as there was in 2017 or even Dark uh, I remember when Litecoin came out, there's a lot of people that are really excited about that. What What is it that makes this not perform the same way as some of the other uh, cryptos like Ethereum? Uh, so like Litecoin is more of a variation of Bitcoin, really. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Ethereum is a little bit different in the sense that it's like programmable money. It's smart contracts. It's a platform for building applications. You know, they, one of the things Got that it. they marketed in the beginning was, you know, being the world's computer. Right. Where, you know, for a certain, for a certain amount of Ethereum, you could run a transaction on Ethereum blockchain, you know, anywhere basically. And so that's the biggest difference between Ethereum and like a Litecoin or a Bitcoin Mm-hmm. is that Bitcoin is more of a store of value. Uh, it's used gotcha. as a currency or right. the idea was to use it as a currency. Uh, right. It's more of a store of value now, but you're not really using it to you know, build applications or have smart contracts in the way that you do on Ethereum. Gotcha. So would it be fair to say Ethereum in some ways is like, it's like buying Microsoft because I want their office platform or I want some kind of platform they're offering me? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they're offering more of a platform. I would say it's more like 
something like Amazon Web Services. Gotcha, like AWS. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Where you, okay. where you or, or, right? Take the things that they provide and and build applications on top of it. Gotcha. Yeah. And the more people use it, the more that value you think goes up, or because people want to use it, they're going to buy more of it to use the Ethereum. I mean that that's. I think that's one of the big questions, right? Is that, you know, is the usage on the platform going to drive the price of Ethereum to go up? Mm -hmm. uh, right. You need Ethereum to, to run transactions on the blockchain. So there, there's part of that there, but, you know, in general, like what they're, what they're planning to do as well is change the inflation rate of Ethereum uh, to basically get it to a point where uh, at some point, it may even be negative inflation. So the amount of Ethereum that's outstanding is going to actually shrink over time. Uh, huh. That's a little bit longer way off. Every, all of the innovation that you're, I mean, I guess most of the innovation that you're hearing in the space around like decentralized finance, uh, around different, you know, building applications on it. So like things like, uh, like asset tokens, uh, security tokens, you know, basically taking like you could take pieces of art and buy fractional, have fractional ownership of it, fractional ownership of real estate. Uh, all of these games where you can collect, you know, unique, unique tokens, like even baseball cards. You could have unique baseball cards that you're putting on the blockchain. There's actually all these companies that are doing these things. Mm -hmm. And all of those things are being built on Ethereum. That's interesting. Uh, it, you know, all, all that just... All that just kind of makes me wish I could buy another one right now. <laughs> oh, I mean, again, man. Yeah, I mean, again, the, the, the good thing or the interesting thing about crypto is that it's 24-7. But again, the, the bad thing about it is that it's 24-7. Like yeah. If you are that into crypto as much as you're into, say, like stocks, which I know mm -hmm. you're you know, heavily mm -hmm. into. Right. When do you sleep? Well, I, you know, I've been, I mean, watching it over the last few days, like it's volatile, but it has stayed within a certain range where it's not like it's running from 470 to 320 and then back to 470. I know there's a potential for it to do that. It can do that. Yeah. But, you know, in, in the last eight to nine months, I'm looking at the chart. There, there is there hasn't been a bottoming out uh, in it. It looks real constructive on the chart. So that makes me, you know, it makes me a little more emboldened. And when I hear you talk about the, the application of it, I mean, if if we're using it in everyday life, it, you know, just people like me just don't realize it. You know, like I said, I, we'll see, you know, people like me will see commercials where they'll talk about, you know, AI applications that are using blockchain to figure out some of the world's problems or how to, how to make farming more efficient you know, and all this and stuff. I mean, I don't fully understand it, but all I all I hear when I hear that is what some of this stuff is, is the wave of the future. Just people just didn't get it. It's like the internet back in 1987. People just didn't understand what it was. I remember watching Monday Night Football in the, in the early 90s and there was the AOL moment, the American online moment where after, you know, when they went to commercials, there was a guy sitting by a computer talking about America online on, he was on a dial-up on a desktop machine and talking about the internet. I didn't know what the hell that was. The internet, the internet was a foreign idea back then. Yeah, you know, we definitely see, but I, I do think that the biggest impact that it's going to have, at least in the near term, is going to be around finance. There's I think so. Happening around that, and you know, a lot of interesting things you can do, and that people well, are doing. 
and people are trying to find other places to put their money. You know, like people want to diversify and spread their seed a little bit. So I really feel like, you know, this is, this is something that even though, you know, Bitcoin is where it is and Ethereum is near its near term high, uh, I, we're still scratching the surface. Like I, I'm looking on this list in the Gemini marketplace, I'm looking at Bitcoin cash. I, I can see that catching people because they see the word Bitcoin and they see that the value is $253. That might tempt somebody to go in and, oh my God, it's Bitcoin. It's a cheap version. I'm going to buy it. What's wrong with that thinking? Uh, well, I mean, it's not Bitcoin. Uh, I mean, although it kind of is. So the story behind that basically is that there was a fight. Uh, I mean, I disagree. I, a fight, a disagreement um, in the Bitcoin community between the block sizes. And so the block size is basically the set of transactions that get committed in a block on the blockchain, right? So if you think of the blockchain as just a bunch of blocks that are tied together, each block has a set of transactions. And for every, uh, I think in uh, Bitcoin, the transactions happen like every, gosh, I forget now off the top of my head, but it's like every certain amount of time, say like five minutes, right? So you can only have a certain amount of transactions that are gonna fit in these blocks. So if you have a block that's committed every five minutes to the blockchain, that mm-hmm. means that you can only handle, you know, a certain amount of transactions. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is that, you know, when Bitcoin was getting a lot of usage, if you have a lot of transactions that are pending, it's gonna, it could take a long time for your transaction to actually get into a block and get committed right. to the blockchain, you know, committed right. to the ledger. And the idea for Bitcoin Cash was that, hey, we're going to make the block sizes bigger so that we can mm-hmm. handle more transactions, Got get more throughput. Thanks. You get more usage, right? That was the idea. And so they Makes had- Makes sense. Yep. Seems logical. Seems logical. Uh, there was a split and Bitcoin cash forked off of Bitcoin. And that's what you have today, basically. And you can see by the value of the coin, you know, how the market voted on which one they would support. Which one are going to support? I'm looking at a high in February of $500 for Bitcoin cash. And then, you know, it plummeted down below 200 uh, when everything else went down in March. But it really hasn't f- recovered that well because, I mean, at the very low, we're looking at at the very low in, in March, it was down to about 178 on March 12th. And, you know, now it's 252. I mean, that's you know better than sharp sticking and I to get a 70 point run up from 170. But comparatively, looking at all the other cryptos, the more main ones, Ethereum and uh, Bitcoin, that it pales greatly in comparison to those two. Yeah, and if you look at the uh, the all time chart, uh, I don't know if they're able. They don't to- give me. Yeah, they, don't, they only give me one year. Yeah, they only give me one year. I think at its highest, five seventeen uh, fifty seven. No, I think at the all time high is actually around ten thousand. I want to say really yeah that was like around the time right after a split but you know in in my opinion i think bitcoin cash is a uh, it's a project that's kind of suffering right now i think the support is is kind of dwindling so i'm I'm not sure where you know where that currency is going to head um Mm -hmm. but so i I guess what i'm hearing from you about this is I, i i'm gonna make almost the analogy to 
IBM trying to be relevant in today's world and trying to be relevant in today's technology world by acquisition, like when they bought Red Hat and all those type of things and try to get in with the cool things, essentially a technology as opposed to all the legacy tech that they had been involved in. But, you know, I look at the stock and the stock market for IBM, like people just don't want to buy in. People just don't, people don't have much faith that they're, they're going to be the one that, that really is going to be a, a big player in the long run. Yeah, and I, so the all-time high was actually 4,355 hmm. on December 20th, 2017. Jeez. Yeah. The, 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 this, this thing feels like it's a, it's a dead. This is, that's, a, that's a dead cat bounce there at 500. Uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's, it's, huh. it's kind of suffering right now. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, that's good information to know. You know, when I look at this list, you know, there's Filecoin, there's Chainlink. Uh, and then there's another one that's of high dollar value, and I don't. I was wondering kind of what you thought of it. It's this yearn? Uh, your yeah, oh this yearn yeah. finance. What is that? So that's that's an interesting uh, token, and it actually it's part of the whole DeFi space uh, this year. Uh, so oh, the the lending one that you're talking about. Uh, there's actually multiple things uh, that yearn finance supports. Uh, they have these uh, vaults where you can deposit uh, crypto into and earn interest. Uh, and they have different strategies actually uh, that they'll switch between uh, to provide you the highest yield. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have some other, uh, they have some other opportunities there uh, as well, but the vaults are the ones that are uh, people are primarily using. Um, but the yearn uh, or the, I think it's pronounced Waifu, waifu token. Okay. Uh, the token was released. There's only, uh, I think, 30,000 uh, in existence. Okay. There will only ever be 30,000 in existence. So, you know, one of the things that's driving up the price is just the scarcity uh, in yeah. general. But, well, uh, I'm, I'm looking at this chart and it's astounding. Oh, it's ridiculous. On so, November 4th, this thing was $8,700. Yeah. And today it's trading, it's trading at 27,000. Yep. Look at where did it you, was. Did you even consider buying it when it was, when it was down there? I, I did actually, but I bought it before that. So I bought in probably around, I want to say, oh, I have to look back, but I want to say maybe like 10, 15, 20 K and it went up to 38 K. Right. Or in this, in this earlier chart right here, I'm looking yeah. at that. Somewhere on there. Right. Uh, so the story behind the token actually is, is this Yearn Finance was started by this developer, this guy, Anjay uh, Kanjay, I think is how you pronounce his last name. And this token is actually supposed to be a governance token. And what he said initially when he released it was that the idea was that this token would have no value. It's just that the token allows you to decide on governance for the platform. So you basically by having this token, you can stake it and have a vote in terms of what direction the platform heads in, what gets implemented, what doesn't get implemented in. Mm. And when it was uh, released, uh, it you could only acquire it uh, by, I believe it was providing liquidity on one of the different, uh, one of the different platforms. And then you would get this token. Well, even though he said that it didn't have any value, obviously the market has spoken. <laughs> The market disagrees with him. The market and completely disagreed. 
28,000. This is it went it's gone up 16% in the last 24 hours. Yeah. That is that is astounding. It crashed. Um, uh the whole DeFi market went down um a couple months ago, maybe mm-hmm. a month or two ago now. Uh but it's 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 been rebounding pretty nicely. And the Wi-Fi token, I guess I'll just say Wi-Fi token. Um yep. You know, it's gone, gone up quite a bit. There's, they're doing a, re- a lot of interesting things on Urine Finance. Uh, if you want to pull up the page, mm, uh, yes, Y-E-A-R-N dot finance. So they also offer um, smart contract protection too through this other company called Nexus Mutual. And that's something that's interesting too. It's actually uh, getting, you're able to buy insurance for your investment. Right there, Wineshare, Wineshare.finance. Yep. So like if you say, if you put your money into uh, a platform and you're staking, you're earning, you're earning interest there and there's a smart contract bug and your money gets taken with that insurance on smart contracts, you could actually reclaim some of your investment. Uh, But that's honestly, that's a whole nother topic and a whole nother discussion. Uh, The interesting thing there is that it's decentralized insurance mm-hmm. coverage so it's you're not getting insurance coverage from a centralized party like a nationwide or an all-state you're actually getting insurance by a distributed group of entities so it's just super interesting uh-huh. and a group of entities that's holding wi-fi coins or something as their as their value no they're, they're, they actually have their own nexus mutual uh coins. that's crazy but it's all decentralized. Yep. That is crazy. I mean, I'm looking at this list of uh, other ones on the exchange, and I, I see, I see what's equivalent in my mind to penny stocks. That people, pro- I, I could see the temptation of people, like in Decentraland. You're talking about a coin that's worth eight cents. You know, I, I could see where some people would take a risk and just buy a high volume of these things, just playing for a very small move. Yeah, I mean, it's just like anything else. I would say, like in stocks, you do your own research. Uh, you know, you want to look at Jeez. what the project is doing, right? What they're trying to achieve, who's behind it, who's backing it. You know, there's a lot of projects that are right. out there. Um, virtual reality base, a blockchain-based virtual reality platform, and the big move for this thing was six cents on November first to eleven cents on November. Now that might not sound like a lot to some of these people listening, but think about it: six to eleven. That's a change of five. That's almost a hundred percent move in the amount of money they put in in one week. That's big. That's crazy. <laughs> That's big. Yeah. That's a big move. But yeah, I mean, this, like this project, I I don't know a whole lot about it. <laughs> But there's a lot of projects that are out there, though, so it's not going to be uncommon that you come across things that you don't. What happens of this Ethereum 2.0 type thing that you were talking about and just learn more about this over time? Yep. It's just like anything else. And there are my point of Ethereum. Hey, man, you keep going up. (laughs) I'd be fine having 0.995 of one yearn. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) <laughs> I wish we all did. Jeez. This is insane. 
I, I just feel like this is, there, there, there's something new. This is a new frontier. Um, and it's interesting. I think there's a lot of people that are curious, but very scared to venture into this world. So thanks for making it less scary. No problem, man. see what we can do about it. So here he goes. This was your episode of Steve's, Steve starting his account and buying his first uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, man, we, we, thanks, man. We got to say a disclaimer real quick, right? Hey, we're not saying you guys need to do this. We're just sharing our experience. You know, do your own research and you got to do things according to what you think you can uh, handle and what kind of risk you can tolerate. Uh, this is, you know, everything we talk about here, whether it's the sports betting, whether it's we talk about stocks and options, crypto, it's not for everybody. And we're just here to tell people what our experience is like and what our thoughts are. That's it. We're not trying to implore anybody to do anything. Definitely not. Did I, did I cover did I cover everything there? <laughs> assume, assume it all goes to zero. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh here it is. Oh, I got a little message uh on my Gemini page. Oh, we're still verifying your identity. Now, hopefully yeah. that'll change soon. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But all right, Royce. Awesome, man. I think that'll do for this episode. Uh yeah, I'm excited. We'll see how this goes. Awesome, man. You got your Ooh. first Ethereum. I am. I'm stoked. <laughs> totally stoked. All right, everybody. Well, well, we'll see you next time. And send us a message on our Instagram page if you want us to talk about something. If you have a question on something we talked about, we'd love to interact with you. With that, uh, I am signing off. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. All right. See you guys.